Hi, Ed and Lisa Young here. Welcome to the Creative Marriage Podcast, where we talk about keeping your love alive. No matter what life throws at your marriage, we're ready to talk about it and to deal with it. And the crazy thing is, every marriage, every relationship deals with the same issues. So pick up to our book. We get very specific in our book. When you're specific, you'll be prolific. The Creative Marriage Book. It's newly updated, expanded, illustrated. It's now at exomarriage.com slash store. That's exomarriage.com slash store or Amazon. Lisa, we're talking about conflict. Whenever I think about conflict in marriage, because marriage is the place where conflict happens, no doubt. I think about a little family outing we took. We took our kids to San Antonio and I tied these massive luggage racks on top of our Suburban because we have so many kids and so much paraphernalia, we had well, to do at, it. At the time, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting okay, you, no, no. but um, I want to make sure you, you have get the, the gift details. of interruption I wanna, like I do. Yeah. I want to make sure you get the details right okay. because the twins, um, we had a seven or an eight-year-old, a four-year-old, and then twins that were just shy of their second birthday. Yeah. So think about all of the stuff that you have to carry with you when you uh, go on, not a vacation, yes. but a family, family outing. outing. It required- There's two- no such thing as a family vacation. I mean, we love, we do family stuff all the time. It's a family outing. And and so we had two soft luggage racks on top of the Suburban, plus the very back of the Suburban was pretty much packed. So we had a lot of gear. So we go to San Antonio from Dallas, and we went to SeaWorld. That was fun. Stayed at a hotel. Then we left, and we came back to Dallas. When we got back to Dallas, I was so thrilled. I was like, hallelujah. (laughs) We drove into our neighborhood, drove up into our driveway, and I pushed the button. The the, the garage was, uh, was, um, um, you know, uh, what do you say, going up? Yeah. Yeah, going up. Yeah. So I just, like, kind of gunned it. I forgot just for a nanosecond that we had these two massive luggage carriers on the top. Hold up. You forgot for longer than a nanosecond. You forgot until you heard the crunch of the side of the garage and the top of the garage and all the siding on our house kind of coming down in sheets. I totally destroyed our garage because of baggage whenever we deal with marriage whenever we deal with conflict we bring marriage from our past and from our depravity into the relationship wise marriages take each bag off the suburban out of those luggage racks and go through them and talk about them because that really helps us with how to handle conflict, what kind of conflict resolution tactics or lack of resolution tactics we're bringing in to the marriage. Yeah. For example, you and I came from very different backgrounds in regards to um, family dynamic. You both, the common thread would be that we both came from a Christian home, Mm -hmm. but that was the common thread. But our families in how we operated were quite different. Um, Problem solving, um, organization. Yes. I mean, my family would lean toward being um, maybe hyper organized, very 
maybe not as flexible. Definitely. Yours would have been more spontaneous mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. moment. And also your father, strong leader, um, very uh, much you know, the take charge person, which my dad was an amazing man, more of a servant heart, mm-hmm. just not quite as authoritative, if you yeah. will. So we we came from these different backgrounds into the marriage and we never really talked about that. We never thought about that. Um, and and that's important because with both backgrounds, there was baggage. That's right. And we, we talked about some of the ground rules that we desperately, that all marriages desperately need to adopt but but also, Lisa, when you think about the ground rules, I think you have to think about uh, uh, areas to stay away from. In our studies and lectures, and also in our book, The Creative Marriage, we deal with what are those things, those trigger points, those those defining moments in conflict that can take you off the ranch, so to speak, and into the deep weeds. And, and one of the things that I think we should talk about today is criticism, because criticism is, is one of the markers of divorce. Now, obviously, we're going to criticize each other some. Well, but it, let's talk about the difference so, between the word criticize okay. and critique. We should aim more toward critique in the right context yeah. versus criticism because criticism is about tearing yeah. something down mm-hmm. um basically when we're criticizing our spouse we're making an attack on their character or their personality personality so we should talk more about the what versus as the, far as just a who yes the who what what are we trying what's the, the goal who is here? negative yeah the, the what is is more positive the who would be if we're tr- if we're criticizing the individual versus criticizing the what, which would be the behavior, and those are two different things. Yeah. Anytime you're using words that tear down the personality or the character, that's a dangerous thing. We want to critique, which would be more about building up. Let's just use this as an example. So, um, let's say in work, okay, a lot of times we we will with our um, staff at church, we will go through a critique session where we look at everything from uh, programs at the church or uh, maybe the worship experience at the church. And we'll look at the elements involved mm-hmm. and we'll mm-hmm. offer suggestions, critique it, if you will. That is not to say that somebody was doing a bad job or they were, um, you know, they messed up. It's just to weigh in and say, how could we do this better? Okay, how about this? Wouldn't you say that marriage is about delegation? God has delegated this relationship to us that mirrors Christ's relationship with the church. We also have to delegate to each other. And delegation without investigation leads to frustration. In the corporate world, also in the marriage world. Yeah, I see that. Is that, that so, so. Well, I, I just when you talk about delegation, I mean, we can't delegate critique or or delegate. no, but but that's the investigative part. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I see saying, what you're saying. Yeah, I we see. delegate stuff all the time, like like responsibilities, chores. Um, you, you get into we've de, we've delegated the emotional, physical, and intimate needs of one another. And so you have to critique those to one another. To one another, yes, yes. But it can't. 
you cannot attack the person, the who. You have to understand the, the difference between that criticism. That makes sense. It makes sense to me. Yes, it makes okay. sense to me. I hope it makes sense to y'all. Yeah. But you have to understand the difference between criticism and critique. One is to tear down. The other is to build up. Focus on the what, not the who. Okay. Don't tear down the who. All and right. yes, yes, it comes out of delegation. So criticism is something that we need to think about and, and really watch and out so, Kind of the antithesis to criticism would be to reveal, reveal the what, reveal what needs to be dealt with. What is the co- what is the true point of confrontation? What what's the angst here? Yeah, and, and, that's and get to the issue because um you know when I'm when I'm getting beat in an argument, I like to change lanes. We can't change lanes. Stay with the stay issue, with right? the issue. Stay right. with the stay with the tissue of the issue. That's right. Yes. Hopefully, you won't need a tissue. But if you don't stay with the tissue of the issue, you'll need a, a tissue. tissue. Okay. That's good. All right. Second thing, too. Okay. Criticism, that's a marker of divorce, of, of marital mayhem. Also, contempt. Now, what does that even mean? Contempt. Contempt what is, that? is when you feel that your spouse, and maybe it's behavior that brings this in, or mm. I don't know, but when you feel like your spouse is beneath you. You're no longer on a level uh, playing. Did you say level? A level. Whole nother level. Holy nother level is where God wants our marriages. But contempt, contempt, I feel like I'm better than you. But it's together we're on a holy nother level. But whenever I feel like I am on the whole nother level and you aren't. That's contempt. That's contempt. How do you, okay, how would you say, like, like how how can you do that? What, What do you do? What do you say? To make you feel that way, I don't. I don't know if it's as much as what you say as how you act around your spouse when you kind of uh, disregard their. Yeah. feelings. I think it's a progression. You disregard their feelings. You belittle dis- them. Belittle. Kind of brush you, them aside. Um, you don't value them because you know to give them value means that you're raising them them up to your level. And contempt is all about yeah, them like, being on Oh, I don't mean that. Don't you understand? Yeah. Like that. So. Why do you? Yeah, I got it. So the yeah. answer to contempt is respect. Mm-hmm. You are my spouse and I respect the position that you hold in our relationship. Now, there may be times when I have done something that is not respectable. Yes. But, but because I, I'm your spouse, that's it. you respect me. And the same thing for you, you might have done something that I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I just didn't like the way you did that. Or I didn't like how you said that. Mm-hmm. And that may not earn my respect, but because you're my husband, the most important relationship that I have on this earth outside of my relationship with God, I respect you. And if I'm not respecting, I may be holding you. Who did that? R-E-S-P-C-T-P. Okay, Who did that? Tina Turner. I love that song. I don't know. I don't but know. it's true because you're not always going to feel feelings of respect. That's what you're saying. Exactly. But don't ever forget the position that your spouse holds. And some people say just in our culture, well, I'm not going to respect this person until I, I I feel it. Well, you might not ever really feel that. I'm talking about in other areas. Yeah. 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 Okay, anyway. So, you know what, Ed? I just want to backtrack uh-huh. a little bit because we're talking about ground rules. These are actually kind of progressive, like 
Sometimes we if are, you don't have ground rules, you'll fall into this. Fall, fall into these. And so stay there. You might start with criticism, and then all of a sudden the criticism gets out of hand, and then you roll into contempt. Yep. And the, looking at your spouse as if they're not as good as you, or you're acting and you become like you're defensive. Yeah. And, and then the next thing would be to cancel them. The cancel. So if culture, you don't deal with the cancel. criticism, and if you don't deal with the contempt, then you find yourselves. In a cancel culture marriage. And, and that's so easy to see in our world today. The cancel culture is everywhere. And sadly, it's in marriage. Yes. So when we get married, we're always thinking about um, back at the altar. Like when you yeah. said, I do, the enthusiasm was there. You're excited. In my mind, when Ed and I got married, I mean, the love of my life, the, 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 person who could do no wrong almost. I mean, obviously I knew he was not perfect, but you know, that's what I had in my head when we first got married. That means a lot to hear that and, right now. And so, you know, the more time yeah. that goes by Uh-oh. and the more you live together, you realize that person oh, is not perfect and no, I'm not perfect. No. But when you go through life um, after the altar, well, first of all, at the altar, you're not thinking about canceling your spouse. You're thinking about the happily ever after. Mm -hmm. Very seldom do you go into a marriage thinking, hmm, I'm wondering if this is going to work. That's right. But when we get to this point after criticism and then it falls into contempt, then we go to cancel. We've Mm. gotten to the point where we just don't care and we want to walk away. We think it would be easier to walk away and to cancel our spouse out than to do the work of creativity Mm -hmm. in our marriage. But when you think about all this, the the reason that we have this power to, to, to have a mutually satisfying marriage is because if you just consider what God did for us, we were in major conflict with God, at war with him, so to speak. He sent Jesus to reconcile us to himself by living this righteous life, dying a sacrificial death, and, and rising again after three days. So once a person makes that decision to acquiesce and open up the lid of their lives and invite Christ to come in, then we have the power the the resurrection power to have an amazing marriage. That's right. Because we've been reconciled to God through Christ, it should it should inspire us and enable us to be reconciled. I'm so thankful to one another. I'm, I'm so thankful that God did not cancel his plans Woo! to save. He me. could have easy. He could have walked away yes. and said, "You know what? The cross is too much to bear." Mm. I don't want to do this. So in regards to that, Ed, as you see marital drift happens, uh, happen, it tends to start with me starting to think more about myself as an I, as a me, you know, those pronouns, I, me versus we. Yes. And I, I move or you move further away from each other because of selfishness. We go from selflessness oh, to selfishness. And if you're selfish, yourself ends up smelling like a rotten fish. That's right. Well, it does. I it mean, does. that's that it unwholesomeness no that we talked about yeah. earlier. But God has so gifted us with this beautiful picture of reconciliation. Every couple. So when you feel like canceling, you have to peer, uh, just glance at or peer towards the cross yes. and look at the reconciliation promise that he's right. given us. And so prayerfully, that will cause you to stop and go, wait a minute, 
this relationship deserves more than walking away. So you mean conflict can be created? Yes. It's called creative conflict. Where? In the creative marriage. Where? We talk about it in this podcast. If you're liking this podcast, subscribe and leave us a five-star review. That's right. I want all those stars to be colored in. Your reviews help get the word out. We're having such a great time here at the EXO studio. (laughs) We are. And we're having such a fun time, too, talking about marriage. Because you should laugh and have fun when you talk about marriage. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, it's you know it's, what it's, you and I've talked about yeah. this. Sometimes humor allows us, especially yes. when we're speaking and sharing with people. If you just put in a little bit of humor, you soften people up to go, okay, I I I can absorb this because I've relaxed a little bit. And it even helps between just husbands and wives laughing yes, a little bit. Laughing a little bit, but but no, you know, your humor talking, limit. But, but no, we're talking limit. about yeah. serious yeah. stuff. We are. And we are. And I know that God can build great things in your marriage, a creative marriage, when you use His ways to resolve conflict. It'll be great.